Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You know, it's interesting. Lots of shows you want to watch. Keep watching them because they're so good and so interesting. You want to hear the rest of the story. Mm. I 100% thought that with The Keepers, but it was such a difficult watch as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was tough. Hello and welcome to I Only Like You. My name is Lonnie. I'm here with my girlfriend, Sine. Hello. How are you doing today, Sine? All right. Tough watch this week, wasn't yeah. it? Very tough watch. But so interesting as well. Mm. We've watched The Keepers. And we'll talk a little bit about spoilers probably, but yeah. this is definitely one you have to watch. Us talking about it will not do it justice. And even us talking about it, I feel weird reviewing it. Yeah, I actually wrote that down in my notes. I worry that by reviewing it we're turning people's trauma into entertainment however it is a piece of it was a documentary first so yeah yeah i i know i i just Mm. feel you know it's really hard to separate the documentary from the content in the Mm. documentary i think that is probably one of the good things about it yeah yeah so we're following uh, the murder of a nun named Sister Kathy. She was murdered in 1969 in Baltimore. Baltimore. Um, and the story, I guess, is about the subsequent cover-up, maybe, of the murder and the deeper abuse that was happening at the school that she worked at. Um, it's headed by two amazing women, Abby and Gemma, who I, I just want to meet them and I want them to, like, solve everything. <laughs> I saw a funny tweet the other day that I said, that said um, Trump's involved with Russia, get these two ladies on it. Like, they'll, <laughs> they'll figure it out, you know. So they were actually students of Sister Kathy Sesnick in the 1960s. Yeah. And since now they're retired, they're probably in their 60s. They're both grandmas. Both grandmas. And they've decided to investigate this case because they don't believe it was ever properly investigated. And I think that's so incredible that they've dedicated their lives to this. Like that's their life mission now yeah. is to do this. Uh, I just think that's a whole other level of selflessness to do that. I mentioned to you before, talking about this, how cool and refreshing and mind-blowing is it to see older women on screen? They're not polished. They're just regular people. Yeah. I I loved it. I thought it was so interesting and cool and um there are a few men in the story but they certainly take a back seat to the the it's the girl's story it's a definitely their, a, a woman's story of their abuse and their yeah you know the way that they were let down by the justice system and by everyone in that community yeah i think it's interesting because i didn't know that it was going to be a lot about the abuse when we started watching it i thought it was going to be it's been likened a lot to making a murderer mm. um 
the other sort of very famous Netflix doco yeah. series mm-hmm. um, about injustice, which we really enjoyed as much as you can enjoy something like that. But I thought it was well put together. Um, and similarly, I was interested in this because uh, it's kind of like a crime drama sort of thing. It was intriguing. A nun was killed and yeah. now her ex-students are trying to, that's, that's really Figure interesting. Absolutely. The show certainly takes a turn, doesn't it? I read an interview with the director of the series, Ryan White, and he, he said something along the lines of people are on board when it's a murder mystery, but then when it becomes very detailed sexual abuse against children, it's a very different kettle of fish, isn't it? It is, absolutely. And as it should be. Yeah, yeah. We are a bit morbid in society how we don't mind a murder. Like yeah, a murder's strange, okay, we're, we're okay with that these days. But but the abuse is the next level kind of thing. It's When that is detailed, it is very, very uncomfortable viewing. Yeah. But how could it not be? Yeah. Like... You can't have this sort of thing. You can't talk about this and not talk about what happened, I suppose. And those scenes will stay with me for a very long time. Yeah, especially Jean, who was Jane Doe in the case against... What a wonderful woman. Uh, I... Oh, the life that she has had. Yeah. Speaking as a 23-year-old guy from Australia... So many times throughout the show, I wanted to just go over to America and give her a big hug. I know, I know. I especially when that episode two of the where she goes into yeah detail. It's yeah. it's honestly heart wrenching. I was in tears. I it was mm-hmm. so ah. Oh, I just yeah. It's so. I don't it's, know. It's hard to find words to talk about it. Yeah, it is. The reason why I think it's important viewing, even though it's difficult, is so that we as a society can ensure that this kind of stuff does not happen again. I think that's the most important thing. And that's why, yeah, it's not going to be the best thing to put on a Sunday afternoon when you want to chill at home, you know. But this kind of stuff is so important to watch and to listen to these people and to hear their stories and to educate yourself on this stuff, you know, so that I feel like if I'm ever faced in a situation like that, now I understand how to act in certain ways or, or what to do more than I would have. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I understand all these people in the world who have had horrible experiences like she has. It just and gives you so much more of an appreciation and understanding, doesn't it? Pretending it doesn't happen or not wanting to listen to these people because it's too hard to listen to, that actually helps. Absolutely. Because it, so it keeps it behind, behind closed doors. When you talk and about it, bring it out in the open. Yeah, and to a certain extent, I feel like what a privileged position to say that. I'm talking about us as well, to say that, oh, it's too hard to listen to, I'm not going to listen to it, I can choose not to listen to it. Well, these women would have loved to have not Mm -hmm. listened to this shit. Mm -hmm. Like, they had no choice. Obviously, I don't want you to force yourself to watch it if it's really difficult and if you can't at the moment. But But on the whole, for society, it's important for this this sort of thing to be out there. And to a certain extent, the reason why it is difficult to watch means you should watch it. Yes. There's a reason why you're feeling uncomfortable, and that's because it's, Mm -hmm. you know. I don't know the stats, so don't quote me here, but the odds of being murdered versus the odds of someone in your life being in somehow abused, I don't know. I don't know how that adds up, but what is it about murder? It's kind of sexy, isn't it, or something? You know, like in general, 
we don't mind when a murder happens and we like all armchair detectives. I guess it kind of harkens back to that film noir sort of sexy detective and trying to discover a case and Agatha Mm. Christie and the intrigue and it's it's kind of like it's almost sanitized the murder as opposed to what else can happen. It has, it has. In terms of the technical stuff, I really liked the way that they shot it in terms of showing each time they interviewed someone they kind of show their life a bit and show sort of possessions that they had. And yeah, you really understand these people just by yeah, what's in their house. Yeah, just a little snapshot of like, okay, this we know who this person is, now let's hear their story. It seemed like mm. a really nice way of doing it. Felt like it was done in a really respectful way and I never once thought that I was intruding. I thought I felt like I was being confided in yeah. and it was really special, not that I shouldn't be listening to this, yeah. that kind of experience, you know. If anything, I'd say I think it's a strange place to end it where they end it because so much of it was unfinished that they could have ended it three episodes ago and still had it unfinished. Well, what I read from the director said eventually they had earned it somewhere. They couldn't go forever. Yeah. And so... I understand that. Yeah. I, I just, you know... And that that's... Unfortunately, the story's not over. And it might never be over. It's the same it might as, never be solved. Same as making a murderer, isn't it? And at least making murderer, there's potential for a season two in in quotes yeah, yeah. because there's other stuff happening in the case. Mm. This one's been a cold case for almost fifty years. Yeah, yeah. But no, that's it's a good point though. It's I wonder how they they came to that conclusion of this is the place to end mm. it. I um liked the structure of the. Series. I liked how we were introduced mm. to certain people and they came back later, so we remembered them. Um, I liked the way that they reminded us of who the character was by showing the yeah. flashback, that specific flashback that they were involved in. Yeah. Um, I think I spent the flashbacks and, and some of the mm. um, reenactment scenes. I wasn't quite sure if we were seeing not footage, but you know things from yes. the time or yeah. whether they were you know newly created stuff. But I think I got more into I got it at the end. More towards the yeah. end it was happening more. So yeah. maybe that was just that orientation phase yes. of, of viewing. Yeah. yeah. I thought this morning that there's definitely a PhD out there that someone wants to write. I don't want to write it, but someone else can. You have my permission. <laughs> into how these online communities spring up yeah. after something like this is, happens on TV. And type of making murder, I've been on those subreddits before, and there's a subreddit for, for this show. And it's a little bit more interesting, intriguing for this one because they've started their own Facebook group and they've sort of, you know, Abby and... Gemma. They started their own Facebook investigations online. Yeah. But this one, there's a whole subreddit that's that's sprung up um, since this show's been aired. And these people are talking as if they know the case. I know. (laughs) And like, oh, I don't trust that guy or he's definitely guilty. You can just tell by what he said in this one interview. Mm. Because obviously what we've, we've been presented in the show is a version of the truth yeah, and it'd have to be a thousand hours long to go into every detail of the case that's been going on for 45 years now. So like, and that's not a criticism of the show. It's just the fact that we don't have all the information and yeah. probably no one has all the information. No each each person in as who's a character in the show has their own, their yeah. own facts, their own experiences. So it's very strange that these people online think that they're going to solve it. And I guess you're right, it's become a documentary. It's on Netflix, of all places. Of course, people are going to talk about it and have you know, thoughts about and it. theories, yeah. 
it's just very interesting how these online communities react, operate. Like there are, there are definite, you know, people who think there's there are camps that, oh, this person did it. Yeah. Or this, or this person cannot be guilty. And they fight with each other, argue and stuff. I'm like, well, this is so weird. Mm. This is so weird this happened after a case, you know, 45 years ago. But, you know, you make it on Netflix, it's going to provoke thought and so. outrage. And, and if anything, that helps Gemma and Abby perhaps it helps them find yes. out something, you know, maybe it helps them look at something they couldn't have. No. The fact that they have to do this, mm. that no one else is looking at it apart from these women is just, you know, outrageous. But, you know, mm. I don't know. Well, something I thought was really cool in terms of theories and suspects and things like that mm. is that, and I think it's the fifth episode or sixth episode where they start talking about, okay, this might be the guy I did or this might yeah. be the guy I did it. They literally showed us one theory and then showed us another theory, another theory. which totally they wouldn't work together. They no. discredit each other. Absolutely. And then they even talk about someone else. Yeah. And so, like, they can't all have done it, but also, like, this is the, the thing we're going with now is that no one knows. I liked that could be anything. about the series, though. So there's seven episodes in the series. Yes. And I liked that. They, they don't tell you at the end. They don't tell you this person did it. They say it could have been this person or it could have been this person or it could have been this person, you know. And, and that, that's true to life and it's the total opposite of most murder mystery absolutely, drama yeah, out there yeah. because most things there is a victim who's taken away and put in jail and we're happy because crime doesn't pay. And that's what's so frustrating about this, right, is that these awful things happened and yeah. what do they have to show for it, you know. Yeah. It's it's awful. I don't know. I, I question the ethics of interviewing one of the particular suspects. Because he didn't seem like he was all there. He didn't. Um he was quite elderly and, see, I don't know where those filmmaking ethics, you know, it's important to solve the case but also he has rights. If he, he didn't do didn't, it, didn't you have, know. didn't have to do it either. But, but did he it, understand it what thing. it was? Yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff. I liked, I think a reason why the um, series was so respectful was because the director, his mother actually went to, I think it was prom or homecoming with Jean's brother. Mm. So he knew Jean personally. Um, and I think you told me in an interview that he said if she wasn't going to do it, he wasn't going to make the series. Yeah, they they talked for a long time before the series was even, like anything was filmed, I believe. And also he had her come in and approve certain elements of the show, yeah. particularly the more dramatic elements of, of her retelling of the case. And he was like, if she didn't want this to be in this, I wouldn't have put it in, is yeah, what he said. Yeah. So, and like, obviously, when you sign away, he writes in these shows, mm. the filmmakers can do whatever. Whatever they want. So, but that just added this. He wouldn't have got so much out of these people. If he hadn't known them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And he's, he's, he's mentioned he's not the, like, more controversial sort of antagonistic sort of interviewer. And perhaps that weakens when he's talking, that weakens his style when he's talking to certain police officers and things and like that. And the, yeah. the state attorney from the 1990s. Yeah. But it, it definitely helps talking to the to get sympathetic answers out of people. Mm. So. Mm. The other thing I really like about the series is that it doesn't just follow Gemma and Abby's sort of investigation. It also follows Tom Nugent, the journalist, who wrote about it back in the day and friends of Kathy and relatives, relatives you know. It, there's so many different angles of this, and I think it was a very well explored mm. 
forget about the content. It was a well-explored documentary. So they had mm. their subject and they attacked it from many different angles. Mm-hmm. It was a very well-thought-out piece. It's not like they were trying to push an agenda on you, I don't think, mm. or um, come up with their own sort of theory about what happened and make you believe it. That's um, probably the, one of the key elements of the show is that it pre- presented enough information for us yeah. to have our own theories. Yes. didn't say this is what we definitely think happened, Yeah, which is... Thinking back to making a murderer, they seemed to have a bit of a... They did, didn't they? bit of an agenda there. They very much said, you know, this piece of um, evidence was planted and this piece yeah. wasn't and that However, kind of they were just following oh, Stephen Avery's yeah. story. Absolutely. They didn't have as much access to the Not other people. Not many angles, exactly, yeah. yeah. What I've read about this one is interesting is that the other sort of um, uh, documentaries of this series, like, you know, real-life true crime documentaries that have happened over the last few years, most of them have been presented from the person who did it, the accused. Mm. Well, this one is more, much more about the victims. Absolutely, yeah. That's and the victims' side of the story is very easy to, um, well, sometimes overlooked, I should say. Yeah. So that was, it was intriguing, wasn't it? Because Kathy can't tell her story, you know. Kathy she, can't tell her story. Someone and, else yeah. needs to find out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it was really tough watch. I don't know that I could watch it again. But it was very well done and very fascinating and moving and heart-wrenching and awful and brilliant in all the, you know, all the ways of those words. So, now, The true hero of the whole show, for me, is Jean's husband, Mike. Mike. Oh, Mike. In a series where we see the very worst of humanity mm-hmm. and especially masculinity, We've seen the worst men possible. Here is a shining light of everything a man should be. Absolutely. I've... And I've, I've talked about this with you off air. Off air. <laughs> Not on the podcast. <laughs> about how in these circumstances when you're seeing the bad side, the worst side of everything, it's important to try and look at the positives. Yeah. Because even, you know, even when something bad happens, there's always something fighting back in Jean's life she had the very worst thing you imagine yeah but she still had Mike and that in no way makes up for or excuses or in any way lessens the the horror and tragedy of her life but how wonderful that she could have Mike and and her family as well I should say absolutely yeah he he just seems like he totally he got it he understood was on board and I don't want to give away, you know, right. yeah. stuff at the end, but it's. I just wish we could all be mics for someone, you know. Yeah. Everyone I, needs their mic, and yeah, as is the case often in these um, stories of abuse, not everyone gets out alive, and it changes the victims' lives, and you can't blame anybody who's gone through that for, you know, what ha- what else happens in their life going on, but how fortunate that. She happened upon Mike. Absolutely. You know. And and the other, I think the true heroes of this are the victims in a way. Uh, they reclaimed their, their lives, their stories. The women who put on red power suits and confront their abusers, you know. Yeah. These, they're so strong, these women, and they tell their stories with such dignity and mm-hmm. I feel really like, I don't want this to sound trite, but I do feel really privileged that I 
have heard these women's stories because it's not an easy thing to talk about the worst thing that's ever happened Mm. to you in such a public way for everyone to see, you know, for millions of people to see it. And they're just so strong. Like these women, I, I feel so empowered by them. They're just shiny examples of how you can get through horror and, yeah. It's going to stay with me forever, this show, I think. Mm. It's really, really going to stay with me. Somehow it doesn't seem right to give this a star rating like we would House of Cards or something else. But, you know, if I had to, it would be five stars. So I thoroughly recommend watching it for all the reasons that we've already said. Yeah. It's it's a well-put-together piece of filmmaking with the content obviously being very emotional and very um, difficult. So... In terms of the filmmaking side of it and the style and the approach, it was brilliant. Each episode was structured very mm. well. Um, the logic was all there. Everything made sense. Everything linked to something else. Um, from a dramatic side, they had lots of cliffhangers, lots mm-hmm. of new aspects of the of the yeah. um, investigation. It's almost I felt like the first episode was setting it up, what had happened, and then each episode thereon kind of looked at a different aspect of it. Mm. Um, and I thought that was an interesting way of doing it, just having one episode focusing solely on this one thing and then another episode focusing on something else that links to mm-hmm. the previous one, but it was a, a new area we hadn't explored. That's cool, yeah. Yeah. So. Please watch it if you haven't, and if you have, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. A bit more lighthearted next week. We'll talk about Master of None, season two. Probably the furthest thing away. Probably. Yeah. No, actually, the Adam Sandler films that are on Netflix. They're probably the they're furthest. They're probably the thing. furthest. Yeah. Maybe we need to watch some of them to be like a yeah. <laughs> clean yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.